welcome back to the 21st episode of Two Friendless Friends. Just to start off as normal, Flora, what's been going on in your life? Hey, um, what ha- Oh my gosh. It's- Okay, I don't know when the last- When was the last time we recorded? I don't think this happened yet when we last recorded. But the most exciting thing that's happened in the past- week I guess uh I went out on a on a pub crawl held by psych sock uh like UNSW's psychology society (laughs) and it was really fun like I think that was the first time I've ever been um like around to bars and then I met a lot of cool people and yeah I think that's all that really happened what about you though uh, I was meant to go out yesterday but that got cancelled oh how come uh just scheduling issues so that's getting postponed not really cancelled but I haven't really done much and considering that our break is over in a few days oh yeah I, we I'm start, not ready we start next Monday which is on the 31st yeah And I cannot. What's the most fun thing that you've done these holidays then? Well, like, probably just relaxing a lot. I've been, like, chilling so much. Oh, Uh, yeah. Because we mentioned last episode that, like, your your perfect day would just be relaxing at home, watching dramas. I mean, like, I think the second most fun thing would probably be our plans for tomorrow, which oh, haven't yeah. happened yet, so I cannot say... Thursday. Yeah, that's tomorrow, because we're recording on Wednesday. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think... I haven't really done much. I did a bit of online shopping, though. I actually can't remember what I what I did in the past, like the first few weeks of holidays. I feel like I did do a lot, but I just can't remember. I didn't do anything. I just remember like, um, well, like the beginning of my holidays, everyone was still doing exams. So, um, you were still doing, you still had one exam left. And yeah. So at that point I was just like chilling by myself at home until you were done. And then it was like, Oh wait, we never ended up doing the photo shoot thing. We never ended up doing a lot of stuff, but honestly, I don't actually completely mind because we can do that later. Yeah, same. I'm more freaked out right now by the current outbreak because I have, have so outbreak? many. F- um, Melbourne. Has oh right, been- Melbourne does. Yes. Yeah, and so many of my friends went to Melbourne in the break. Oh yeah. Like literally, right. I think ninety percent of the people I know went to Melbourne. Really? Yeah, like... I'm pretty um, sure my friend just booked a flight to Melbourne, though. Yeah, I think it's still okay. It's still no lockdown. But you have to declare, and if you go to a venue, you have to, like, isolate or something. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Um, That's pretty scary, because, like, literally so many people went, and I'm like, ha-ha! Yeah, isn't it kind of cool, though? Like, not cool. I don't want to say cool. But it's kind of, um... Interesting that we've gotten to the point where a lockdown is just kind of normal. Yeah, like just 
last minute lockdowns have become very normal and I think people have like learnt to plan around them as well when they do happen. I think we've just become a lot more flexible. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like one thing that COVID has taught all of us is that we just have to become a lot more adaptable. The only issue is like with things like flights and stuff that you book in advance, it's just not guaranteed that you'll get your money back if there is a lockdown and you can't yeah. fly. Yeah. So that's the hardest part. And that's why like I personally didn't plan any trips that would involve like road trips or flying because I didn't think it was time for that yet, at least for me, considering that I haven't been vaccinated yet. Yeah, right. And I think something that happened a few weeks ago was that they uh, let like the 40-year-old, 50-year-old people um, permission to get vaccinated. I don't know. I That's think not the right they word. They can book now for the Pfizer vaccine, not the AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca still like, I think it was 50 plus, wasn't it? Um, Look, I, I actually my, don't know. My mom's eligible, but she she's not doing it yet because her arm is still in pain. Like, she has something on. and But she really wants to book her vaccine in. And apparently, like, um, because so many people are so reluctant right now because of the AstraZeneca blood clots. Yeah. Um, my, my family friend that just went, apparently, like, she literally booked it the day before and went the day after. Because there were that many slots. Oh, right. So no waiting time. Yeah, there was literally no waiting time for her. She It was so easy for her to book in both her vaccines. Wait. But, oh, because it's two doses? Yeah, two doses. Right, okay. I am not updated on any of this. But um, we should actually get into our episode now. Actually, our first question questions. Time. Yeah. And um, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, we did a Q&A, which was really fun to record. So you guys should check it out in the description below. Hopefully we do remember to put it there. But um, yeah, so that was a Q&A, our second Q&A. But let's now get into our weekly questions that we do at the beginning of every episode. So this is actually one that I saw on Ask Reddit, sent in by um, God. Jisung, and they asked, what's the best psychological trick you have? I don't really have any, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if if this is like a normal thing that people think about. Because I've never managed to trick my brain. Oh, okay, because when I thought about it, it wasn't tricking my brain, but it was tricking like other people. Actually, that sounds like manipulation, but I will explain myself. (laughs) I don't have any. What about you? Explain yourself now, Flora. Okay, yeah. Um, there, there are a few things that I do. One of them is, like, I, I know that I mention... In, in a regular conversation, I say people's names a lot more than other people. I don't... I think we've talked about it, but I don't know if you've actually noticed it before. I don't feel like you say my name that much, though. Really? No, you call me okay. weird and random things every single time. I do. It's so funny because, yeah. Um, just a side story for everyone. So last night, um, Flora was like, "Bro," and I was like, 
You never say bro. You never call me bro. I swear I have once before. No, you haven't. You never. I'm the one that calls everyone bro and yeah. dude. And yeah. you just, you, you, you call everyone like babe and darling and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. The, the darling thing was actually, it started off as a joke and then it just kind of progressed into my everyday um, texting language. I don't actually say in person though. I don't really respond to my own name. That's the thing. Okay, well, I do that. So, and I, I've been told that it can get a bit excessive, but also like, I don't trust anything this person says. Oh, uh, but so, I feel like sometimes I think this is more with our parents. But when our parents call us by our name, you know you're in trouble. I feel like that's with me. I see that with myself. I think that's very typical, but not with me. Um, cause my parents call me weird and random names and I respond to that more than my own name. I actually don't respond to my Chinese name. Oh, my parents don't call me by my Chinese name. Like, I don't like completely not respond, but I'm slower to respond to my Chinese name. Um, yeah, so I was, I was going to say that I say people's names a lot and it started off, uh, when I had this conversation with a friend from high school and she said that... Uh, she was having a conversation with someone who she wasn't close with. Like, they were in the same grade. Like, we were all in the same grade, but never really had interactions with one another. But the guy mentioned her name, and then suddenly she was like, oh, well, like, I didn't even know that you knew I existed. Uh, And then, like, from then on, I kind of incorporated it into my conversations with people because – even though we know that like each other exists obviously because we're friends but I just say it as like a a sign of acknowledgement um and then something else that I had which I don't know if this is actually a psychological trick or not but I've kind of just told myself of this um so whenever people are feeling sad or any kind of negative emotions I like went when they come to me for help, I ask them to um, quantitate their, sorry, quantify how they're feeling. So like on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling? Because I feel like that way is more accurate than them having to explain to me in words how they're actually feeling. I guess like it gives you a better sense of like scale for that person. Like how important that thing is to that person but at the same time um the only issue with that is that their scale to your scale is gonna be different it is but it is a very good guide for you to work around I think when people do ask me like oh one to ten I kind of like I kind of know like if I'm in the middle or one of the ends and I kind of guess something around that I don't really know yeah I think Something that has really, um, like, being a 5 out of 10 for anything, you know, like, in terms of looks, in terms of, like, any kind of rating, people think it's bad. But it's, like, it's literally the median. Like, if I say that you look like a 5 out of 10, I don't think it's something to be offended by. You just look average. But for people, like, the average is, like, 7 out of 10. Have you ever noticed that before? That's not average. Like, do they know math? (laughs) No, I know, but I don't think that they, like, I don't know. I don't think they put the scale, like, evenly. 
Yeah. I think they put it more on distribution instead of, like, actual, like, middle is neutral and the two ends are, like, the extremes. Yeah. I had a conversation like that and then I somehow got myself involved in this really awkward situation because I was trying to explain this to a guy, like a friend. And I was like, no, being a 5 out of 10 is just, you're just like an, you're, you're the average looking person. Like, there's nothing to be ashamed about. And then he was like, no, but 5 out of 10 doesn't sound good. Like, I want to be yeah, at least a 7. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. And then I found myself, like, basically telling him that he looks really, really good. And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I got into this, like... <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how you get into most of the conversations that you have. No, it's because I can't be direct. And you can't bring yourself to ghost people as well. Oh, (laughs) that is a fun experience. We can kind of go into that later because I have a few questions about that. But uh, let's actually start our episode now. So the episode... Oh, I was going to ask my dumb question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, go. I found a dumb question. Is cereal soup? No. Soup is water-based. Wait. Not necessarily. Because, like, you can put cream in soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold up. No, I think Asian soup is water-based. Yeah, Asian soups are water-based. I say it's not soup. No, it's not. Why would you define a soup? you're You're not infusing, like, the liquid with something. Is that the definition? Actually, I don't, it's not. It's my definition. Like, if you're, but then does that make tea soup? No, because isn't it leaf soup? And also the sizing, the portion, because like you drink soup out of a bowl, but you won't drink like that much tea at once. Oh yeah, you won't drink. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. What about um? Okay, on the back on the cereal thing. Do you put the milk first or the cereal first? That is a disgusting question. How dare... It's obviously cereal. It's always cereal, cereal first, yeah. right? I genuinely don't know anyone who puts milk in I was, first. Why? I was watching this drama and this girl literally had a bowl of cere- like a bowl of milk and like poured cereal in. I was like, well, what are you doing? No, it doesn't make sense because the milk is in proportion to the cereal. The only time I see that is... is if you have extra milk and you needed more cereal and you just poured extra It just in. doesn't make sense, though. Because sometimes, like, when you do have extra milk and you don't want to just drink it, you could pour extra cereal in. But I don't get it when people start off with a bowl of milk. Oh, yeah. Like, you only start off with milk if it's leftover from, like, your previous yeah. bowl. I don't know. I don't get it. Nah. That's weird. I'm sorry. If you do that. <laughs> okay. Um... Are those your questions? Yes. Okay, so let's actually get into this episode. This was a topic that you came up with, which was about social media. Yeah. So I've noticed this a lot more recently, but this like there's that massive growth of things like family channels and like I think especially on TikTok and um, Instagram Reels, I see a lot more kids doing it now. Like kids, kids doing... blowing up. Oh. On TikTok. What do you define stuff. as kids? What age? I saw a nine year old. Yeah. I also think though I think uh I think like um 
high school level is when I kind of think, yeah, they're more grown up. They can kind of think for themselves. But the impact of social media on them isn't that great. No, I think so too. And I also remember reading this thing on Reddit and it was about how parents really struggle with that issue of like not letting their child on social media because they know the harms of social media. But also if you don't allow them on social media, they're going to feel so isolated because every other um, student and their friend is also on social media. Yeah. So like how do you balance that? You see, I think we grew up at a very interesting time because we grew up kind of, I'd say like kind of at the perfect time because yeah. at least for us, social media didn't really exist um, before yeah. and it wasn't as accessible as it is now. So for us, like the time that we started going on social media was early high school, moving on up to end of high school. Like I literally had friends that still didn't have social media at the end of high school. Yeah, yeah. Actually, quite a few people don't now. It's it's definitely not, like, too common. My friend didn't have a phone in year nine, I think. So, like, I guess... Oh, when did you get your first phone? Um, I mean, technically, like, year six, but... I never really used, like, my first smartphone, maybe year seven. Okay. What about you? My first phone, year two. Oh, right. But it was just a brick phone to call my parents because, like, that was when I started going home with a family friend. So um, I would go to my family friend's place and stay there until my parents could pick me up. So my parents thought it would be better if I would have a phone just to keep on me in case they wanted to contact me. And um, I got a, it was like a flip phone. Remember those? Yeah, I remember I really wanted those. And then I upgraded to a little brick phone in year three because that was when I started walking. Is it upgraded? Yeah, it was a new one. So, yeah, it was an upgrade. Oh, Because okay. that was when I started walking home by myself. Yeah. So my parents were like, yeah, you need a phone just in case. Like, just so that you can call us or, like, call the police yeah. if there's an emergency. Like, there is definitely a lot of harm in letting your nine-year-old kid on social media. Because... Yeah, because, like, right now, what I see is, like... Kids in primary school have nicer phones than me. Oh, yeah. I was tutoring my um, last year. So they were in year three back then. And they had, like, one of the newest iPhones. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, is it is it that you're rich? Or... I don't think it's just... Is this, even, like, the normal? It's the new normal. Because, like, when I was tutoring year fives and sixes, they all had nice phones. And they all had multiple devices. Oh, like laptops. Like they all had an iPad. They oh. all had a laptop. I remember I got my... I didn't know how to use a laptop until like I was in maybe year eight. But I didn't even own my own laptop until year 11. Like I knew how to use a laptop before because um, I ha- I went to a school that had... You know those laptops on the trolleys where they bring them in and then you can work on them? 
I don't think we had that. We had a computer room, though. Did you have that? Yeah, we had that and um, a computer room. So, like, it was just which whatever whichever one my teacher could book. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, that was available to us. So, I knew how to use laptops. I w- and my first laptop was year seven. I was so intrigued that you could, like... Carry, like, no, 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 an no, no, entire no. computer You know, like, around. the touchpad on a laptop? Yeah. So, like, you can either click on it if you want to like or tap or, or tap yeah yeah that's what i was trying to say in my head i kept trying to like say soft click and hard click anyway yeah you can tap on it and i didn't realize that tapping was like a thing and it was just very intriguing to me yeah i like trackpads it's convenient but, like, going back on topic it's like yeah okay okay circle back the first time i was really shocked about um kids just owning so much tech and having access to all of this was when um my younger cousin had to ask her mom to buy an ipad for school How and old? she was in year four at that point oh is it compulsory like apparently it was compulsory like you needed a device to do your homework oh and i was like what the heck this is like it was so weird to me because, like, if you're letting these kids on these devices, it's inevitable that they're going to go on, like, social media. Yeah, I know. But I guess from the school, it's, like, it's it's it saves so much cost. But then, like, the... Because they don't have to cover yeah, it. Yeah. And, and then the cost of them going on social media is all the parents who bear it, not the school. Plus, yeah, it's so. Have you ever noticed that the school always gets you to buy unnecessary things? Yeah, because like um, schools always make you buy things to match their specs, which aren't necessarily the best things at the same time. Oh, I forgot which school it was, but they basically like made their students buy a laptop every two years. That was. Was that your school? Me, I told you that. Oh, okay. I told you that. Oh, it was yeah. your school. It was. It was like um, every two years they bring you in for a conference to advertise your new device. Wait, I don't think it was your school. And it was. It wasn't even good. It wasn't even good laptops. Honestly, like after two years, that laptop was dead. Lenovo, right? It was Toshiba. Oh, oh, okay. I think um, Lenovo laptops are pretty good. I'd get a Microsoft Surface. I want a Dell. I don't think I'd want an iMac. Sorry. I would get... I already have a MacBook. Not an iMac. MacBook. But I would get a yeah. Dell as well. I, I mean, I don't... I don't know the... I haven't looked into it. Like, this laptop, my brother chose it for me. We just got the same one. Oh. Yeah. Like, I genuinely just yeah, don't care. I've been choosing my laptops after that first one that that school made me buy. No, I realized it I was wasn't like, no, you I'm who not. told me the story. Like, you told me a very similar story, but this person who told me it, like, they had a sibling in the same school, and they were forced to buy MacBooks. Oh, they were forced to buy MacBooks. Yeah. That's weird. I remember, you remember the old scheme that they had in year 10? Like, when you get to year 10, you get the free laptop. 
Yeah, yeah, my brother. But they had got that. rid of it, and it was it was like the trashy ones anyway. Like it, it was, was the, the Lenovo. really thick, bulky. It was like really yeah. old Lenovo. It wasn't the even think, a new one model. Pads. It was like the super bulky one. My brother had one, and it's already it's dead now. It was dead since um he finished high school, and it was already dead actually. Oh, really? Because I used my brother's yeah. one for a bit, but it was so heavy to bring to school. Yeah, it's super thick. Yeah. And they have that, like, I don't know if it's the same one, but the little, like, red mouse thingy in the middle, and it's, like, the most useless thing ever. Yeah, yeah. I had that on my Toshiba laptop, too. Okay, so let's actually go back to, like, social media, though. I think even at this age, so I'm 19, you're... 20 I'm turning 20 in like half a year yes yes yeah I'm 19 oh oh one wait yes okay okay I'm not 20 yet I'm not 20 yet yeah makes sense sorry um but yeah like even at this age I don't think that people realize how fake social media is and I only started realizing it when I started my makeup account and I realized how to edit photos and I was and then I was able to actually see oh like this photo is so clearly edited like I used to think that I was bad at doing makeup because I couldn't get it that pigmented or that perfect and then I realized that so much of it is just editing but I don't think people at this age even realize it like you can you can do so much to photos I don't like I think people realize it but I don't think they realize it to the extent yeah, I guess. that it is. Because, like, even though I do know that everyone, all influencers mm-hmm. edit their pi- pictures, I don't think I consciously notice the first time I look at it. No, you don't, because it's done so naturally, too. But, like, imagine showing that to someone like really really young like that's that's I guess one of the biggest problems of social media is the beauty standards and you feel like you have to match up to it like every everyone is airbrushed honestly mm-hmm. like um even tiktok like you can airbrush think, videos too which isn't yeah, something I that people it's, know too much about it I think people do know more because um more people are making videos about it like um, wasn't there that huge thing in China about like um what the influencers actually look like behind the scenes? And it's like oh yeah, they literally do like peeling that off. super duper. No, um, there's the peeling off thing, but there was also the super duper like um the filters. Weird. It, it's not weird. It's just like makeup, but like done in a way so that the the camera picks you up really differently. Yeah, I guess. And, like, even if it's not editing, like, like lighting and angles make such a big difference. Yeah, it does. And it's, I think, TikTok, or at least the TikTok uh, side that I'm on, it really shows how fake social media is. Because, like, um, there's so many trends that go go on about, like, body positivity and then there was one about this girl who just showed um 
what she looked like before eating and then after eating and it was like a oh, quite yeah, I a big saw that difference. one I saw a lot of people doing that afterwards as well like and I was actually like pretty intrigued by it because yeah. it was like thank you for like making accepting. it seem normal because it is normal yeah it is because like obviously you're gonna eat your stomach's gonna fill up yeah therefore it will like you'll start getting like your stomach will start bloating but it's also like um i think there's this level of all of these people on social media that we see are like so pretty like the beauty standards are really high yeah yeah and um like even these people still get a lot of hate about how they look oh and it's like if these kids are on social media seeing these kinds of comments, what are they going to think about themselves? I don't know. They, they get really insecure. And I feel like a lot of them turn that into hate. And then they hate on other people. Yeah, because it's like um, a lot of these influencers, their entire brand is based on being relatable. Really? Except, um, well, like, there are a lot of influences that like the lifestyle influences like these are more like the older influences like not oh, okay i'm thinking ones, like the but, like, insta models because i don't think they oh, i was talking more like youtubers trying to be relatable oh, okay, yeah yeah because like some things that they do are relatable like clearly but not everything about them is relatable but people forget that because at oh, the yeah. end of the day, these people are special. They have millions of followers. They get millions of views. They're millionaires. And we're yeah, not. Yeah, they're able to afford that kind of lifestyle. And that's not the everyday person. Um, my other problem is I've always seen rant. You know, like when you go through your like real. Have you gone through Instagram reels? Yeah. Like there's always that random one that comes up through the algorithm that only has a few likes and it's always like a kid trying to do certain things that trends that they've seen on TikTok and I see that and I'm like well first of all like good for you you're having fun but at the same time I'm really worried about what kinds of comments they will be getting Oh, right. Because imagine this, like, you're literally a nine-year-old child and you're getting critiques from, like, people in the 20s and 30s saying that, oh, you're not doing this great. You're not good enough. Yeah. Like, it's like, I think there needs to be some level of protection with age. But at the same time, people fake their age. It's too easy to fake your age. Do you think it's... (laughs) the responsibility of the social media platform or like a bigger power like the government i think it needs to be a bigger power because the social media platform does not have the means to kind of verify your identity because they just don't have your identity stuff like your legal stuff but at the same time giving them that information is a bit too powerful makes them a bit too powerful at the same time Oh, I wrote an essay about, like, the restrictions of social media and the changes that Trump wanted to make with social media, but I can't talk about that because I don't actually know about it. But, um, okay. also, I don't know if you've seen the video 
of this uh, it's like this viral song on tiktok of this girl singing and she's like half crying and she's like um uh waking up in the morning thinking about so many things do you know that one i think i've seen it okay basically like this this audio has gone like viral so people use it a lot um and and they use it for like to to talk about like minor inconveniences like the the audio is basically about like life is hard kind of thing yeah if you look back at where the audio actually came from it's this girl who was crying because her parents got divorced and everyone kind of just uses that audio like it, it's funny it's a joke you know they play that video of the girl crying and it's funny but I guess if you if you try to actually look at it from a deeper level and try to look at it from the girl's point of view like that probably traumatized her yeah but it's it's so easy to just like it's because you're behind a screen you don't really have to face her so like you don't really see the impact and I think, I don't know. That's why, like, cyberbullying is also a thing, too. I think there's also the f- um, matter of, you know, Haley Fam. Nothing against her. But oh, you've I talked think- about her? Huh? You've talked about her. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you know how she started at a very, very young age? Oh, yeah. On yes. YouTube? And, like, she was already, she was probably already making millions, like, when she was 16 and um she made choices that personally I don't see like as the best choices but I kind of see where she came from because like it's like if you're at that age and you're making that much money and you're becoming the breadwinner for the family I feel like you would lose the motivation to continue further studies you would kind of just stick with what you think will make you money now. So you don't think that when she took that decision, she wasn't thinking long-term about it? I feel like there was, there was probably some thought, but there's always that pull. I think even if I was in her position, I would have felt that like pressure to just focus on YouTube because that's what's making me money right now. That's what's getting me by what's, that's what's giving me profits right now. Yeah. And I kind of see that. Like, especially at that age, um, I would have been like, wow, this is so much money. Like, I could be doing this. I could be, like, buying all this stuff. I don't need to be at school because I don't like being at school. Studying isn't kind of my thing. I see that mentality and I, I completely relate. Like, if I was in her position, I probably would have made that choice too. But yeah. isn't it scary how, like, these kids are making millions. Yeah. At such a young age. And it's like, um... Like, good for we've them. We've seen this with... Like, good for them, but we've seen this with, like, a lot of child stars in Hollywood as well. Where you get to a point where you kind of just want to stop. Yeah, because I think if you start at that young age... I think your childhood is basically just taken away from you. Being, like, and a YouTuber like, is um, very different to, like, Hollywood. Because YouTube, I think you have a lot more freedom and flexibility than, like, both experiences, like, star. invasion of privacy. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's so scary for a kid. And I think I can see. 
I can see why, like, so many child stars don't end up, like, working in Hollywood afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, that impact. I can't imagine, like, being in that position. No, no. And I think it's also really, really glamorized. And you don't realize it until you're much older. Because everyone had a dream of becoming a pop star at one point. Or at least not everyone, but, like, it was very, very common. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to be famous. Yeah, like, being famous was, like, the best thing ever. Because, like, you were just rich, you were pretty. Like, yeah. that was all that fame was to them. But I think, um, th- I've seen this a lot more recently, but there's all these, like, articles about, like, failures and stuff like that. Because, oh, once they hit their 20s, they couldn't get any jobs. Oh, they weren't, like, appearing on the screen anymore. And I'm like, I feel like that's going to happen with so many of these kids on social media now. That's what I've always wondered, actually. Because, like, if you were once really famous when you were younger, but you don't end up, like, like, continuing, let's say as an actor or something, you don't continue on. Like, you know those um, one-hit wonders people? Yeah. Um, I have no idea. I'm just... I can't really think of anyone at the top of my head. But, like, those people that make, like, one song or that appear in one thing and they become really, really famous and then they don't really show up um, in the spotlight anymore. Like, can... I, I don't think they can just go back and live a normal life, though. It won't be... It won't ever be normal because there's always someone, like, tracking you, like, invading your privacy... And trying to see what you're up to to report on it as well. And it's always shaped in that kind of article, like, structure that's like, oh, this person, like, did this, this, this as a child, but now they're a failure because they're not doing anything. And it's, it's like, there's going to be so many things that that person is doing behind your back that you don't know about that could be even more successful, but you just don't get to see it. And that makes everyone think they're a failure. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, being famous, you're just living all like a celebrity. The life that you live is so, so different to a regular person. But I think it's because, like, it's, it's on social media so often that people kind of confuse it. And they think, like, that is normal. Because... I don't know if... Do you know how paparazzi works? Not really, but I do know... Like, I've heard stories about, like, um, paparazzi, like, going into people's... Oh, like, yeah, private like property homes. and stuff. Yeah. A lot of the times, though, they're actually caught up. Like, the... the From, like, I don't know, the manager or something will say, yeah, Kim Kardashian's going to be at this cafe at this time. Um, make sure you show up there. And it's oh, all yeah, and then like they pass it they pass the information around to other like photographers too because like I think it's like they can sell the images to yeah. news um, but it's, companies for a lot. It's so messed up though if you think about it because like oh so let's say like you want to be a singer, you want to be successful. Like obviously, let's say your dream is just to like play to sold out stadiums. And that's cool, but the way that you do that, you have to gain popularity. And then you kind of have to give away your privacy in order to do that you have to like yeah you essentially sacrifice who you are yeah um you know millie bobby brown 
Yeah, um, there was that. There were so many articles about her being and her stylist. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna mention that she's really young. Uh, yeah, because I never realized how young she is. Like every time I see her, I'm like, "Wow, she's like probably older than me." And, yeah, like because of the way what, she's dressed. What is how old she, is she? Like sixteen? Yeah, I think she was sixteen. I mean, I'll search it now. But what what are your opinions on that? Like I'm like, okay, if she chose to dress that way, yeah, yeah like wear whatever you want. But I do question, like... 17. Who's dressing her up? Yeah. Like, do you... It, do you think it is a problem for someone, like, a 17... No, no, Someone to basically portray a 17-year-old as much, much older? I think it's it's an issue if that's not what that 17-year-old wants. Okay. I think... Because it, I do... I do see, like, there are people that dress very, like... Mature. Mature. And good for them. Like, that's their style. That's just not my style. But if it's an adult making that child dress that way, I see an issue. Because, like, you want that person to be as comfortable as they can be. And that's not how you do it. Yeah. And it also... One of the biggest issues, I think, with this is being sexualized. Do you think so? Oh, yeah, because there is a huge issue. Yeah, haven't we talked about this before? Like, once you put your photos up on Instagram, you kind of also sell away your privacy and your rights to those photos. Like, people are able to save those, do whatever they want with those photos. Yeah, people, like, can screenshot, use that photo. It's really scary, especially with, like, the development of AI and how people can literally just use photos of you to develop a realistic, pretty realistic version that can speak as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It is... It's it's gross, though, I think. It's pretty gross. And especially, like, um, imagine that on children. And then they, th- these same people who do it will argue like, oh, they put it up on public and because it's public, I'm able to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it's like there's nothing against you doing it. There's nothing stopping you. Cause... Or like, I think it's, I don't think that people realize, and especially it's like the older men. It's always like weird old guys who think, oh yeah, because <laughs> they're dressing up in some kind of provocative way, that means I'm allowed to also contribute to that like yeah that doesn't give you permission i'm allowed to sexualize them because they're dressing in that way people can dress whatever way they want but that's not consent oh yeah if you could set a limit to to how old kids are allowed on social media what do you think the ideal age would be 16 it was 16 on Facebook, wasn't no, it? No, thir- it was 13, 13 on Facebook. Oh. oh, okay. I remember faking my age at 12. Oh, I remember faking my age pretty early on Facebook too. Yeah, I, I think um I left it until I was 12. And then, like I said, I was born in 2000 instead of 2001. But to be honest, like Facebook is kind of good because no one actually uses Facebook until maybe end of high school, uni. Yeah, people mostly, um, honestly, not everyone even uses Facebook that much now. Like, it's mostly just Messenger. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I mean, I use Facebook. So, like, people literally just go on Messenger. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I use Facebook for Messenger mostly. But in terms of, like, social yeah, media same. content, it's more, more TikTok, Instagram. Oh, here's the other issue I have with content. Yeah. So many dangerous pranks and stuff exist on all of these social media platforms like not limited to like the classic oh five minute crafts oh my god no but there's actually like these really really dumb prank videos that i see going around on facebook mostly and they have like millions of views like they can easily rack up like 10 11 million views and it's always like some dumb dangerous prank that doesn't actually work and they don't clearly disclose it. I think you have to click like see more to see like that they say it's like this is just like an act and not real. Oh, like staged. Yeah. So like it's like for someone that's just scrolling through, they would never see that. And all they would see is some dumb prank that is potentially very dangerous. And you do know that kids will try to replicate that if they do not know that it's not real. Are you on TikTok often? Not really. And all the TikToks that I do see because <laughs> the algorithm isn't hasn't like my for you page doesn't actually like show me the stuff I want to see. But it's all like the really popular stuff right now. And it's oh, just no. all these You're on straight TikTok, Kelly. <laughs> I haven't used That's it the enough, worst. I think. Okay, yeah. Because I only watch the TikToks that people I follow make. But I don't watch, like, I don't really scroll through the For You page. Mm. But um, basically, it's literally all of these people just... It's just all good-looking people. Oh, yeah, okay. Doing, like, the minimum. Yeah. <laughs> and they get millions of views. Because I was going to say, I don't know if this is just my For You page, but my TikTok is very real. And, like... It's people just talking about really regular, normal things. And that's why I like TikTok so much. Because it's, like, I don't see any of those, like, dumb pranks that you said. And it's not, like... I see those on Facebook. Oh. Like, spawn... Yeah. Like, it's just random. Com- it comes up on my feet sometimes. But, um... I think the people creating it also get really overboard with it. Like, they don't realise. Because, like... It's actually so boring and it's so fake. And and it's dangerous too. Like, you know Jeff and David? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. As Wait. in David Dobrik. This Oh, okay. Yeah. You know the prank that happened? The 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 crane in the sea? No, I do not. Okay. Um I only wa- I never watched David David Dobrik content. Okay. Well basically when you said prank, this is what I thought of. And he like nearly died there his best friend jeff so they went on a little holiday and they they for some reason somehow he got um access to this like a crane like the mechanical crane things i don't think it was he doesn't even have that license to use it no and that was like the first issue there should have been someone there and then for for some other dumb reason, they decided to bring it out into the sea. Like, like drive it into the beach <gasps> sea. And then the third dumbest thing was that David was driving it. And he was like, okay, what a good idea it is 
if I strap you onto the thing and kind of swing you around. And so what ended up happening in the end, like he literally almost died and he got, I think like stuck under or something like he was suffocating or he just couldn't get up. And then you could see in that vlog that David was just filming it the entire time because that's what was on his mind. Like, oh yeah, like I I need to get this. I need to get video. Because this is going to get me views. Yeah, it's going to get me views. It's, it's so, I think in, on the same level, like, so many of these YouTubers that I see, like, that vlog, anytime they get into a car crash, the first thing they do is whip out their camera. Yeah. And I'm like, sweetie, no, that's not what you do. I don't know. It is really messed up, though. I think if, if you're on social media, you just have to be aware of all these things. Yeah, and it's like these children that are on social media won't be aware. And also David Dobrik, he's essentially a criminal now anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of them are kind of like the entire yeah. vlog squad. I don't actually know yeah. what happened to them, but I just know that. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, I know about the... I'll tell you. No, I know about the um inviting the girl over and stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, But... It's like there's all of this stuff on social media, all of these images that are promoted on social media. And I'm like, <laughs> you know who my favorite TikToker is? Mm-hmm. Who? What's her name? Her her TikTok handle is Yo Linda D- Dong. Um, um, it's that Asian, the Viet girl. The crying girl. <laughs> um, it's like the Viet girl. It's her character. It's really uh... funny. Okay, I mean, I'll check it out later. What about her, though? I love her content. And it's, like, that's the content that should exist. It's not harmful. It doesn't, like, give people an unrealistic view into these people's lives. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this is what I meant before by, like, TikTok, why I like it so much. Because I don't know if it's if it's just my for you page but it's just like people talking about trauma them crying and like it's just normal and yeah, it's just kind all of, of these there's all of these nice good too. tiktoks out there and yeah but the the things that you see blow up with like the ones with like millions of followers a majority of them are literally just like just pretty people half-assing dancers or like just being oh there. my god yeah and yeah at least lip sync in time. <laughs> Those ones never come up on my For You page. Like, I hate dancing TikToks so much. Uh, I don't see them, but, like, I see, like... Um, but I know what you're talking about. You do see, like, random compilation videos on Facebook when you go through. And it's so... Like, how is this getting millions of views? And how are these people millionaires when they can't pretty even lip privilege. It's literally pretty, pretty privilege. And I'm not just saying that because I'm not as pretty as them. It's just, like, I don't see talent. It's it, There's not much. Like, I know I couldn't blow up on TikTok because I have nothing to show. I have no talent. No, I, like, I, I, have, I genuinely think that anyone could blow up on TikTok. I don't <laughs> like, think it's about talent. It's, it's like, like, I don't it's think I am worthy of blowing up. Is that better? Then what? what's worthy of being... It's like, I don't think I can add value to people's lives in my TikTok content. Like, I... Really? I see this as, like, me adding value. 
because I'm giving advice. I'm talking about what I have done. Although, like, I haven't really essentially experienced that much. I feel like people can watch me grow and grow with me as well. (gasps) Wait, that's actually kind of cool. Like, if we continue this for, like, a few more years, we can go back and think, like, whoa, this is the way that I thought back then. I mean, that's if we're still friends. We will be. But. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Since it's kind of getting towards the one hour mark, I wanted to kind of talk about like the good side of social media, though. I feel like. Because there is. There is is a lot too. Good stuff in social media. Like, I think a lot of people have been able to find others similar to them to look up to yeah there are so many like good role models and stuff and um honestly most recently one of the youtubers that i really thought would never have any issues or, like two a few actually like, had no problematic problems. people like they were it wasn't like the, i wouldn't say it's not their fault but it's also like i feel like it's normal like it's way too normalized, but it's something that can be forgiven. It wasn't anything illegal. It was like just a lapse in judgment at a point in time. Mm. And oh, that yeah. brings us to like cancel culture, which is <laughs> that's another, another thing we can talk about entire one another day. video. But yeah, I think um, social media has provided platforms to deliver so many things, like um. Yeah, like, education. I feel like I've learned so much on social media. Like, Crash Course, like, the the Green Brothers. Oh, yes. Their, their entire Crash Course series. Like, I I cannot tell you how many times I've used it to revise. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely helps people. It provides a more accessible platform. And so many universities now have recordings of their lectures that are put on YouTube free for anyone to watch. It's like, you just can't access the assessment content. But you, it's like, all of these resources are so accessible to everyone now. And I think that's pretty amazing. Something that's not that deep is that you also are able to connect with people, like strangers very easily, which is obviously... It could be a bad thing. Stranger danger, but... Okay, I don't think stranger danger is, <laughs> At the same even time. is a thing anymore online. Like... <laughs> it's like... You, honestly, you, you, you need to be at a point where you can tell yeah, who's dangerous. Yeah. And also not just dangerous, but like... Just sketchy people in general. Creepy. Like, not necessarily ones that want to like hurt you and like go to your house and stab you. But just like people that... Look, if they provide nothing to you, no joy to you, just just let them go. It's fine. You can ghost. <gasps> we should also have a topic about ghosting. Because I... Yes. Nice. Yeah. I feel like that's controversial. Is it okay to ghost? I think in certain circumstances, yes, it is. But we okay, will go then. into that in another episode. Yeah. We might stop the recording here. I mean, the conclusion from that is social media needs some sort of age limit enforced. And the YouTube are 
isn't made for kids kind of thing isn't helping anyone. Um, but isn't oh because people can just fake their age. Like you can access content without the age unless you put the age limit thing. People can access your content even without an account, and also kids can use their parents' accounts. So. There's, cause you know when you upload YouTube videos, there's that ticking yeah. the box that is like, oh, is it made for kids? Because no, you can't it's not monetize yeah. content made for kids. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, cause there's that whole issue with like targeting ads towards kids, but I don't think that's enough. But I, and it's also like, um, even with age limits, there needs to be like. There's some things that just shouldn't exist on the platform. Or some things that need... Wait, why is it... Why is it wrong to monetize content made for kids? Because it's like, um... I forgot the reasoning. But there's a whole issue with, um... Kind of making money off kids. I mean... No, it's <sighs> it's to do with the ad the side of like um ads targeted towards kids oh because they can't make the decisions for themselves yeah okay i get that um i feel like this is kind of like a thing that like what what can you do yeah it's like what can you do but i'm just putting this problem out there to the world i think everyone knows this problem already yeah but there needs to be some way to enforce social media with age limits and Someone's got to do it someday before kids are ruined. It's interesting. I mean, we'll see in like a couple of years, decades, when we have our own kids. What if we have our own kids? Or we'll see when I work for a social media company, if I ever do. (laughs) Because I want to, please. Thank you. Do you actually? Please hire me. (laughs) Which social media company would you want to work for? I don't like completely have a preference mm. but one i think youtube is my favorite platform youtube seems very interesting i think there's a side to youtube that we've both just never accessed but youtube has given me a platform to speak yeah yeah it's 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 cool how like we're able to just put our video we're just up on two there. girls sitting in our bedrooms recording us talking about random stuff and someone out there is willing to watch and listen it is it is interesting i mean i'm not in my bedroom but like basically i'm in my bedroom (laughs) it is nice yeah so anyway um thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode on social media if you have your thoughts about it please let us know because we find it interesting too to know your thoughts um Follow us on two.friendlessfriends on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube, like the video, leave a comment. Yeah. Send in any questions you have and maybe we'll feature it in our episode question. Oh, yeah. And follow us on your favorite podcast app. It sh- our podcast should be available. Download our episodes. Support the channel. <laughs> Which platform is most popular? I'm not sure, actually. Oh, Okay. Anyway, yes, support the channel, support us. Um, Okay, so we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for watching. Bye. Bye. Bye.